Our theme in 2016, as you should well know by now, is strong and courageous. The theme verse for that entire year, for this entire year, is Joshua chapter, chapter 1, verse 9, where the Lord says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever we go. As we have gone through this uh, theme, we have looked at different series focusing on different things. We are currently in a theme called Strong Church. And last week we talked about how a strong church loves one another. We can do a lot of good things, and we do a lot of good things at Northside. But if we do all those things without love, we miss a wonderful opportunity to be motivated in the right way to do the right kind of things. Today, we're going to talk about praying for one another. And this, uh, not coincidentally, coincides with our Back to School Sunday. Back to School Sunday is a wonderful tradition that we have going on here at Northside that Steve Tandy started here 17 years ago. On that Sunday, we not only focus about the importance of praying as a body, which I think is good, but we also set up the coming year of prayer pals. Now, you may be a a new member at Northside or a guest. You may not know what Prayer Pals is. Prayer Pals is a ministry run by you where every single uh, child of a Northside member is paired with another Northside adult. And that adult agrees to pray faithfully, daily, and consistently for their Prayer Pal, to lift up their Prayer Pal before the Father. If a child is kindergarten through 12th grade, that's the age range we use, uh, they will be assigned a prayer pal. Now, this morning, as you came in, you received this lovely little handout. You've probably by now looked at it and looked it over pretty good. And maybe you see that uh, there's a child that you think should be on the list and that he or she is not. And I'll tell you that we're not a perfect church. (laughs) We make mistakes from time to time. Generally, what we have that list for is uh, children of members. And so if, uh, if you're a member at Northside or, and have a child, uh, they, they should be on that list. But if there is someone who's not on that list and they should be, please contact the church office and we can probably work something out. As with any tradition, After doing it over and over and over and over again, it's easy to forget the why behind the what. Um, I can say that because we've we've been doing prayer pals for 17 years. This coming Sunday, my beautiful bride and I will celebrate 17 years of being married. And I'll tell you, it's easy to forget the why. You get caught up in the day-to-day and the... The, the tests of life and the trials that come, and you kind of forget the meaning of the vows that you made 17 years ago. So it's good to come back and revisit not only what you're doing, but why you're doing it. And so as we talk about prayer pals this morning and praying for one another, I want to address specifically why that's important. The church as a body, is called to pray, but we're called to pray in different ways. Most of the time, if you think praying in the church, you probably have this picture. Someone standing up here and leading us in prayer, as has been done this morning. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But the church is called to pray in more ways than just that. 
And so we're going to look at those briefly this morning. First, the church uh, prays for a purpose. And I want to explain that with the visual. You and I are here this morning, and even though you're not holding weights like I am, uh, you're carrying weights, some form, maybe one, maybe two, maybe a hundred. But we're all carrying burdens and things that... uh, God has called us to carry. Life has entrusted us to carry. We are carrying them. And usually what happens within the church is we meet for an hour or two on Sunday. And uh, when we're together, our goal is to, as effectively as possible, hide those weights. Uh, how are you, Brother Joe? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I, I'm very blessed. Uh, how, how are things? Fine, fine, just fine, doing well. Well, it's good to see you this morning. It's good to see you too, Brother Sam. And uh, we never talk about the weights. God really didn't design church to be that kind of place. Nor did he call us to be that kind of people. He didn't call us to ignore the weights or pretend they aren't there, but rather to help one another with them. The truth is, we all carry these weights. Now, clearly, I'm already pretty... Ripped, so I don't need to carry these any longer. <laughs> no, that wasn't a joke. <laughs> I need a friend to come up here. Come up here, Richard. Now, Richard teaches class. He's involved here at Northside. He's done a lot of things. But he, just like all of you, has weights, burdens, difficulties, and trials. Richard, would you go ahead and pick those up? Now... He can carry those by himself. He can uh, try to carry that load all by himself. He can be that lone ranger and try to do things on his own. But we are called as a church to pray for the purpose of carrying our burdens. And so when he prays, he is lifting his burden. He is praying privately. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, when Jesus said, you know, don't pray like the publicans. Don't pray like uh, the teachers where they just pray to be noticed. But you, when you pray, go into your closet and then God who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Or when Peter says in 1 Peter 5, 7, cast every anxiety unto him because he cares for you. He's calling the church to pray privately. But that's not the only way we're called. Richard, you doing okay? You you glad to be here this morning? I am. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like some of you on Sunday morning. Richard, what would you like more than anything right now? I could use some help. And so the church is called to pray not just privately, but personally. So we'll just wait. Anybody want to come up here and help Richard? Gentlemen, thank you for volunteering. If you would just, now you can't carry his weight, but if you will hold his arms so that he can hold up those weights and help him carry those. You see, when, when you are called, when you get a, an email calling for someone to pray on the prayer chain, when Billy or Ginger send out the prayer chain and they ask you to pray, what you're doing is helping someone else carry their burden. When your small group meets together to For someone else, you are helping someone carry their burden. 
The good news is it doesn't have to be just two or three. Can we get a little more help up here? The church is not just called to pray privately. It's not just called to pray personally, one-on-one, by small groups. We are also called to pray publicly. You all probably remember uh, over a year ago when we as a congregation collectively, 700 plus of us, gathered together to help the Oakley family lift up the burden of bringing Josh a new heart. Something we knew only God could accomplish. When we pray, something is happening. It is more than just you and me. Some people say, well, I love Jesus. I don't really need the church. That's Richard all by himself. That's a fool's errand. God gave us the church for the purpose that we might help one another and lift each other's burdens. Galatians chapter 6, 2 says, carry one another's burdens And in doing so, you fulfill the law of Christ. Gentlemen, thank you. Richard, I will take your burden. So we are called to pray privately and personally and publicly for the purpose of carrying one another's burdens. To fulfill the law of Christ. You see, that's what prayer pals is really all about. We do lots of praying at Northside. I used to have my old friend Huey Jennings who would sit down. And I remember when Huey would lead public prayers. And he'd get up in that old southern draw. And he'd look at us and he'd say, all right, now, y'all, let's do some praying. That is what we are called to do. And there's a reason for that. So when we talk about prayer pals this morning and we encourage you to be a part of that, what you are doing is helping people at the most vulnerable time of their lives to know that they're not alone, to know that they have someone there to help them, to guide them, and to, to be, walk with them in prayer along the journey. So let's do some praying this morning. I want to ask, we have four specific groups that we're going to pray for. The first is our parents and grandparents. Psalm 127, verses 3 through 5, says this. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. God has given us children and grandchildren, great-grandchildren, to be a blessing. And we, as their parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, as their family, we are their lifelong teachers. God put you, think about this, in their life for a reason. And so we want to lift them up as a congregation because that is one of the hardest jobs. Believe me, as a guy who's there in our culture, this is one of the hardest jobs imaginable. And we cannot do it by ourselves. And so we need your prayers, not just today, but every day. And we've asked Brian Middleton to come and uh, pray over you. So if you are a parent or grandparent, would you please stand up right where you are and allow Brian to pray over you? All-powerful God... 
the one that sees and knows everything, the one that hears and has promised to answer our prayers. One leads, but we all pray on behalf of parents and grandparents. Pillars and the foundation of a family, the structure you instituted even before the church, even before Israel. Almighty God, each generation grows into this responsibility. And as we grow, each stage of that growth changes. We go through seasons of life. God, in each season, brings its new challenges. Each season brings its new responsibilities. Each season brings its new duties. And God, sometimes they're hard. We never feel as if we have the jobs down pat that continue to be difficult. Is our life, our obligation to strive and to learn, to serve and to grow, to trust and to obey. But God, we directly, yet humbly and forthrightly, specifically ask for your help in our duties. You know our hearts. You know we want to do our duties well. We want to participate in making Christians that grow up and serve you. God, we ask for your assistance as we do that very thing. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen. You may be seated. A second group of folks who we want to lift up, in addition to our parents and our grandparents, the families, are what I call the educators and the influencers. These are the folks who are going to be fighting the battles day to day, teaching full-time, teaching part-time, teaching public school, teaching private school, teaching home school, administration, paras, bus drivers, tutors, support staff, coaches, anyone who is involved with the education of a child. And Northside, we believe the God-given responsibility for that happens at the parental family level, but we also know there are influencers and educators who make a real impact on a day-to-day basis. The Apostle Paul said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Teachers, influencers, you may be underpaid, you may be underappreciated, but your impact should not be underestimated. Let your light shine before everyone and let your example be the example of Christ. If you are a a teacher, an educator, an influencer, any of the ones that I named, please stand where you are. All teachers, coaches, administration, para, homeschool, private, anyone, if you're involved in the education of a child, as you stand, Clayton McCullough will now come and pray over you in the coming school year. Clayton? Father, we come before you this morning to raise up those who will have influence on our children as well as the children of the world. We raise up these teachers and administrators, the paras, the support staff, the bus drivers, the tutors, anyone who may have a daily contact with our kids, that through your wisdom may have influence of your kingdom in even the smallest of opportunities. May we be able to set an example as a follower of Christ, that the freedom we enjoy be so evident to the kids that we come into contact with, that they may recognize your light and your joy 
and most of all, your peace. May we be imitators of God as dearly loved children and live a life of love, always knowing how much Christ loved us and gave himself for each one of us. Lord, help these individuals who may at times feel that they're unappreciated, underpaid, or lacking any influence to understand that their holding to the faith can shine a light that can touch the loneliest of hearts and empower your spirit to start a work in the heart of a child that could reap a harvest we might never see. Lord, I thank you for each of these individuals and pray that they may be daily renewed in your spirit as they go out each day so that you may be glorified in the joy and peace of your love. Now to him who is able to measurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is working us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Our next group are our children, specifically any of our children who are entering the kindergarten through sixth grade this coming week or next week or two. If you're going into kindergarten or sixth grade, I want to ask you to go ahead and come on up on stage and just stand either to the right or to the left. Either side would be great. A good looking bunch. We still have some room over here, guys. Come on over here. <laughs> These are just part of the many blessings that we have at Northside. Let me stop preaching to you for just a second. Let me preach to this group, if you don't mind. We use this time to remind you all of a special verse. It's in Luke chapter 2, verse 51. There it records about the childhood of Jesus. Luke says, He went down to Nazareth, and he went with his parents with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. We want to encourage you to follow the example of Jesus this school year. Well, really, all your lives. To be obedient to your parents, to listen to them. You need to know that you walk around with their hearts. You are their hearts walking around outside their bodies. And anything that happens to you happens to them. And all the things they're trying to teach you are things that they wish they had learned. They care about you very much. And we do as well. One of our shepherds, Mr. Doug Wagner, is going to come pray specifically for you. Doug? Let's pray together, please. Dear God, we hold this special group of young boys and girls to you this morning. Father, we know in Scripture that the apostles would have kept the children away from Jesus. He said, bring them to me. Help us, Father, to, to see these children as you see them. 
full of life and the joy of life that, uh, that too often we, uh, we let escape from ourselves. Help us see their energy and their joy and the abandon that sometimes they demonstrate. Father, help us to, to hold them in the highest esteem as you do. As they uh, go back to school, as they learn to uh, learn to the, the, the critical skills and abilities and things that their teachers will bring to them, as they learn the lessons of good friends and kids that they shouldn't uh, pay attention to, uh, help them to always focus on their parents, on their grandparents, but more especially, Father, that they will focus on your son. Because he is our best example, and he is the best example to these boys and girls. Bless them, Father, as they come into uh, their next school year, that they will work with their prayer, prayer pals and all that love them uh, to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, you can be seated. The last group is certainly not the least group, our youth group, the 7th through 12th graders. I'd like to go ahead and ask you all to stand up and come to the stage, please. We have a large youth group at Northside. It's one of the many blessings of our congregation, and uh, Mike does a great job with the youth group, but it's not just Mike's job. They've got parents and prayer pals. They've got a whole church praying for them. You guys have earned Luke chapter 2, verse 52. Hi, Laura. The scripture says, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. And this is the time of life where you're getting ready to do that. You're growing in all sorts of ways. Uh, wisdom means intellectually. Hopefully you're learning some things while you're at school. Stature, physically, of course, you're getting taller and getting braces and going through all of the fun parts of adolescence. But you're also growing in two other ways. You're growing in favor with God, which means hopefully you're growing spiritually. Not just when you go to teen camp, not just when you go to Winterfest, but when you go and you participate in the youth group. And you participate in the church. You're growing with God. And you're growing in favor with man. You're growing relationally. You're learning people skills. It's a very important time of life. So we don't, certainly want, do not want to neglect this period. We're going to ask James Wilson to come and pray on behalf of our youth group as they go through the coming school year. James? Father God, we lift up to you now this group of young people, some who are continuing middle school and others just now entering high school, perhaps to a new building, some who will begin their last year of high school. In many senses, Father, life is a series of decisions, and these young people are of an age that some of those decisions can have lasting consequences. One of the first decisions they'll make in this new school year is to get their grades. So help them, Father, as they pay attention to what is being taught. Help them to study well. 
And these are habits, Father, that uh, they can use outside of the classroom, that will be used in the workplace and in studying and learning your word. Another choice, Father, that they'll be making is their choice of friends. Help them, Father, to choose friends that have good values, that will hold them accountable, and that will be a help in times of trouble. And conversely, Father, help them to be a true friend, one who can be depended upon. As part of the maturing process, as part of helping them to grow up, their parents will uh, give them a few more freedoms than they've had in the previous year. Here again, Father, help them to make the good choices. Help them not to abuse this new independence that they have. But most of all, Father, help them to grow closer to you. Again, this is a decision, a decision to learn for what is being taught from the pulpit and their classes, teen camp, other activities, and a decision to be with those who are trying to walk closer to you. So truly, Father, help them grow in wisdom and in favor with God and man. These things we ask in your Son's name. Amen. You guys may be seated. But of course we know that the prayer for our students and their families and all of the folks who influence them should not end with just today. It won't be effective if it ends right here, right now. So what's next? What do we do? How do we go forward with the prayer pal process, if you will? Well, the first thing I want to call you to do is to fill out the form. Uh, You may think, well, okay, I'll just tuck it in my Bible and get to it. We really want to encourage you to fill that out today. Uh, We've been doing this 17 years No reason people couldn't fill it out who know they're going to do it. We need 200 faithful, reliable, willing, committed prayer pals to love on these children, to pray for them, to pray for the things they're going through, and to pray with them. And again, if if you see a child that's not on the list, contact the church office tomorrow morning and we'll see what we can do. Um, Second is, as you fill it out, I hope that you will... Uh, Place it in the green box as you leave today. As you leave, there are volunteers from the Loft 252. That's our uh, uh, 5th and 6th graders. And there will be one of them at each door as you stand. So you'll have to look into their loving eyes and walk past them if you're not going to sign up. I told them to look extra sad today. So if you're willing, committed, fill it out um, and turn it in today. And then the third thing is to wait for the assignment. We'll send out assignments on August 31st. You'll get a letter in the mail. And I'm really excited this year. We have a cool new resource. Someone handed this to me, and it's from a website called Christian Grandparenting. But what it has is 31 different topics that you can pray over for your prayer pal. Personally, for me, sometimes there were days where... When I asked my prayer pal, he didn't have anything specific, and I didn't know what to pray. This will help you. Uh, You can pray for accepting advice, growing in wisdom, uh, anger, anxiety, confidence, compassion, contentment, all straight from Scripture. Every one of them has a Bible verse that you can use and just tuck that in your Bible and use it to remind you of what to pray for for your child. So very excited about that. That will come in your letter 
uh, when you sign up. You can tape it on your mirror. You can put it on your fridge to remind you and just figure out what the date is and then pray for that topic or whatever uh, specific requests your prayer pal has. And the final thing is just to be faithful. That's really the most important part is following through. Uh, We want every prayer pal, once you get your letter in the mail, to go and find them and introduce yourself and uh, pray daily and and communicate with them and let them know that you're praying daily. But every year, we have a few kids who come up and say, I don't know who my prayer pal is. So this year, we're going to help you a little bit with that. Uh, On September 30th, we're going to send another letter, but this time we're sending the letters to all the students. And we'll let all the students know who their prayer pal is. So please, don't make the student come find you. Go introduce yourself and uh, make it a wonderful year. Prayer pals, in my opinion, is one of the best things that we do at Northside. And Steve, it's a great idea, and I'm glad that you brought it. And uh, I want to encourage you all to be faithful in it. I thought I could tell a bunch of cool stories and, and do things like that, but I think it would be more effective this morning to let them tell you. So we're going we're gonna to show a video of some success stories that we've had over the many years we've done Prayer Pals. As you're watching that video, pull out this form and fill it out. Uh, just if you love Jesus. Just if you love Jesus <laughs> and children. Pull out this form, fill it out, and uh, have it ready to go as you leave today. Let's watch their stories. Can we bring the house lights down? He came to my baseball and soccer games, and um, he helped us drive home when my mom left her keys in the car. Uh, For me, it just boils down to one word, and that's an example. Um, It's really cool to, to me to see him being a husband, being a father, and then being a grandfather. So that just really shows Christ to me and how a Christian man acts as a father, as a husband. As a grandfather, she has encouraged me by being very consistent, giving her time, and showing God's love to me. Because because I know there's always someone that I can bring my thoughts to, that I know I can trust. No matter what the need was, uh, whether it was school um, tests coming up or um, praying for my future and what my plans were, she has just always been a source of. Um, comfort and encouragement. He has really helped me. He's been very um, supportive in a lot that I've wanted to do, and he's always led by example. You know, I feel like we're all family here at church, but Prayer Pals gives you a chance to really get to know a child and, you know, become closer, tighter family and be a part of their lives. I know for one, it you know essentially helps my prayer life because I need to essentially stay on top of, of what's going on in Brendan's life and, and uh, make sure that uh, I have details so I can be specific um, when I lift him up to God in prayer. That you get to play a part. You get to have a role in the spiritual and the emotional development of a child. I think the, the big benefit is... The emphasis is on prayer and not activities. It isn't just about spending time. It's actually spending time bowing down before God 
best things about Prayer Power overall, I would say, is the relationship that you build together, that connection that you have. One of my very favorite things about being Annabelle's Prayer Pal is how we've seen God work throughout these last few years. You get to know someone better and you just get to connect with someone. You have someone there for you. Uh, you don't always have to ask your parents to pray for you. You can always ask someone else. Don't think about it. Do it. Just say yes. Think about being a prayer pal. I say go for it. One of the best encouraging things you could could have going on in your life. Just do it. At least try it for one year and just take that leap of faith. I'd say do it. Even if you're unsure, just go ahead and do it. Because God's going to use you to change someone's life. My thanks especially to Ryan Corcoran for doing a wonderful job. Didn't do a great job on that video? It's not just a good video because of Ryan's skills. It's a good good video because it tells the story of why you all are a good, strong church. Let's continue to be good and strong. Uh, prayer Pals is good because prayer works. It's not the prayer that's important. It's the one to whom we are praying. It's one of the best things we do at Northside if you are faithful. So please, please fill out your orange sheet today. Turn it in as you head out. So you know the process, and I hope that you'll participate. Again, I, I can't encourage you enough. It's something Jesus would have done. I was thinking about this. Jesus was the first prayer pal. He had younger students, and he was about to leave them. And he prayed not only for them, but he prayed for us too. And I know he did that often. Well, we know that prayer works. We understand why prayer works, and we have an avenue that we can pour that out throughout the school year. But if you need public prayers of this family, I want to invite you this morning to come and let us pray for you. Let our shepherds cover you with prayer. They'll be glad to do that. Or if you're ready to obey the gospel of Jesus, to enter his blood-bought body, uh, we can help with that as well. If you have any need, please come forward as together we stand and sing.